and welcome to Exposit the Truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Alright, so here we go with part two of religion versus relationship. Religion versus relationship. So we're go underlining all the details or the differences of uh, what it means to have true salvation. Um, and so I really, really encourage you to go back and start from part one if you did not listen to it. Uh, so we go in order and you get a better understanding. So on this part, we're talking about response to sin and flesh. So the takeaway is this. There is an ultimate joy in knowing we who are alive in Christ are free from sin. There is a great sorrow in knowing that people near us uh, you know, or near to us still choose to be a slave to sin. When a Christian chooses to deny themselves and die to sin, they choose to be alive in Christ. And from then on, fight the spiritual battle in which we all go through, uh, which is against the flesh, is fighting against the flesh, uh, it's flesh fighting against the spirit because because the flesh wants to sin, and our our new new spirit, who is alive in Christ, does not. All right, and with that said, let's dive into Romans chapter eight, verse five through eleven. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. There is no gray here. A lot of people want to say there's a gray. There really is no gray here. What you start with your thoughts and what you desire in your life. For the world or for God's kingdom? The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Meaning, no matter how hard you try if, to please God while living for your flesh, what your body wants, what you want what, when you, when out of this world, and, you know, and what you want from this world, no matter how hard you try to please God, you cannot do so. And it's actually, furthermore, hostile to God. That's clear as day. There is no confusion there. Those who are in the realm of flesh cannot please God. You, however, talking about the true Christians, are not in the realm of flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this is why we can conquer anxiety, anxiousness, all the <clears throat> things that uh, attack us, that you know normal people come, succumb to. Right? They can't control their lust. They can't control their thoughts of anger and so forth. So reading that, what governs your mind? What governs your mind? Is it your flesh or your spirit? We have to, all, we have to ask ourselves this every day. Because we, we are in this battle of sin, of, of, of struggling with our, uh, our body and flesh. Is it living for yourself or do you glorify 
God in all you do. When a Christian makes up their mind to die to the flesh and, and recognize how sinful they truly are, they live by the Spirit. What does that mean? Okay, so it means that I have the Word of God, I trust in Him fully, right? So it's easy to say, oh, I trust Him and I have a relationship with Him and I know I, just, I pray at home. It's easy to say that so many Christians do, but when it comes to retaining and knowing and understanding the Word of God, that's where they stumble, right? They don't know what God says in His Word. And if you don't know how God says in His Word, how can you live by the Spirit? You're not letting God speak to you. You're letting your own mind speak to you all the while saying, yeah, I believe. So that's a serious problem with the person who has a religion that says that versus the person with a true relationship. The Christian is no longer controlled by lustful thoughts, uh, immoral thoughts, thoughts of greed, malice, slander, gossip, anger, jealousy, uh, stealing, cheating, coveting. We can continue going on, but you get the idea. Right? All, all these things are sin. All right? Sin are things that hurt either yourself, somebody else, or and, of course, disobeys God's law, what God said. And so if you think that in your own mind, stealing, cheating, and being greedy, and having immoral thoughts, and practicing immorality is good for you, then you're living for the flesh, and you're living for the lie that Satan puts all around us. And, you know, he'll just sit back and laugh and laugh at you while you destroy yourself. Many people do. We know it. We know that's true. We know people around us who have done this. And we know it's true. And so we pray for them and we share the gospel and the good news to try to save their soul. After the Christian is born again and uh, truly living for the Spirit, uh, the Christian can now quickly, one, identify... Uh, the, their sinful thoughts, our sinful thoughts, before it becomes actions. Uh, and two, prevent it from ever becoming an action. So you will see how many people are succumbing to their sin. You know, every day you have this problem. Um, suicide, right? Everybody committing suicide. How do they get that far? Uh, or, or even killing their spouse or kids. Um, doing all kinds of unspeakable things. How does that get that far? It starts with a thought. I'll tell you, that starts with a thought and probably lingered for a while. But they had no ability to fight back. Because humans, we, humans with our own brain and, 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 and flesh, we don't have the power to fight back. We simply don't. You can go to all the counseling, and I'm not trying to knock down counseling or uh, therapy or whatever. You can go to all that, but in the end, it is a spiritual battle, and only God can give us the power through Christ to fight back and win. Does that mean the Christian never makes a mistake? Of course not. But they will sin far less than someone who still has is a slave to sin. Let me repeat that. A Christian will make mistakes, but they will sin far less than than someone who still is a slave to sin. All right, so the religious person, the key, the differences here from this lesson is number one, uh, the religious person is still a slave to sin, right? They want to think what they want to think and, 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 and know what they know, right? Not following all of God's word 
as the authority over their life. Uh, they can't recognize being a slave to their sin. They cannot. And number two, uh, lives for the flesh. Number three is self-pleasing. They want to please themselves in whatever they do you know, and try to uh, have God or the Bible in addition to their life and not the center. That's the difference. The person with the relationship with Christ recognizes sin and is free from it. Number two, lives for God and His kingdom, just like Jesus taught us, just like God taught us. Lord, you know, your kingdom be, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. Number three is the selfless servant. Selfless meaning not about themselves. The world will tell you to live your life. Be true to yourself. Listen to your heart. Okay, well, I'm going to have scripture for you. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand this? I, the Lord, search the heart and, and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their word, what their deeds deserve. He is recording everything down. So we think that we're hiding things from him and, and, and he doesn't know or we're just negligent. But he knows everything that we do and what we, even where our thoughts are, our words before we speak. And so the heart is deceitful. What does that mean? Uh, our our flesh is sinful since we were born, since the fall of mankind from Adam and Eve. We are all born into sin. So we naturally sin, right? But we don't have to continue to live like that, right? Uh, listening to your heart and being true to yourself, meaning it, that means, uh, that's what the world will tell you with all these, you know, uh, quotes, right? Or feel-good motivations. That is saying... Deceive yourself, in other words. Deceive yourself. Do what feels good. Right? Who cares about what God says or God's law, what God's law is? Very dangerous. Very dangerous. We have to be aware. Do you want to know what that really means? Listen to listen to sin, deceit, and lust, right? Uh, do what feels good. God's word teaches the opposite. He tells us how deceitful and the human heart really is. Our best efforts are like filthy rags, as it says in Isaiah 64. The Bible tells us no one is good, no, not one. Still think you're a good person? All right, let's put your thoughts from the past 24 hours on the TV for everyone to see how good you really are. All right, let's read James chapter 4, 4 through 8. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore... Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Once again, there is no gray. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he is jealousy? He that he God jealously longs for the Spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace. That is why the Scripture says God opposes the proud. This is an Old Testament quote connection, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Did God really say to love anyone and everything all the time because God is love? A lot of Christians think this way. That's a very dangerous mentality. And, and a lot of like feel-good speakers 
prosperity speakers, they don't teach the Bible. So be very careful. They only preach about your feelings. And your feelings are, once again, deceitful. All right, and living for this world, and then you make yourself an enemy of God when you do that. So be very careful. Uh, clearly, this is not the case. Um, you know, this kind of false doctrine that love anybody, everything, because God is love, loving all the time, and love, 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 no matter what people do and choose. That's not true. Uh, the Bible also says love does not know wrongdoing. So if people are living in homosexuality or immorality or whatever, you know, you can love that person because, you know, God loves all people. That's That part is true. It's merciful and loving to all people. But we cannot accept the sin that they choose to live. Okay? Or, or, or our own sin for that matter. If you look inside yourself and you're, you know that, you know, okay, you have identified the sin in your life, you can't like that sin anymore. That's not loving because um, that con- that sin is what condemns us to be separated from God forever, right? So that means we've got to cut that cancer out, the spiritual cancer out of our own life first, then those next to us or dear to us. The Bible is very clear about when God says, do not love the world in First John chapter 2. He goes even further to say, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. That you don't love God if you love the world. He goes even further to say that, to make it very clear so people can't misinterpret it, right? He says, if you are friends with the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. If you haven't yet known this truth, I'd say it's time to decide. All right, and one more passage of scripture, Romans chapter 7, 4 through 6. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. He's talking to the body of true believers. That you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. So, being bearing fruit, meaning good, doing good deeds. Uh, when, we are connect, when we are alive in him, right? He is the vine, we are the branches, we produce good fruit, good deeds come out of us automatically right not 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 that, not that we're trying to earn salvation because we have salvation already the deeds come out after salvation not trying to earn it for when we were in the realm of flesh the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us so that we bore fruit for death so the law the god's law exposed the sin right because we all you know have uh, lied and cheated and thought, coveted, right? Just wanting something you don't want. I think we do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody's guilty of all the Ten Commandments and more. Um, we bore fruit for death, but now, by dying to what was once bound to us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So... Now that we are not bound by the law, we live, uh, and Christ is alive in us, we live for Him. And uh, we don't have to try to follow 500 plus laws of Judaism like sadly uh, the people who practice Judaism today still do. Uh, But we are free from that. We are free from sin. So, here's a response. How do I die to sin? The first step 
is to have a humble heart of humility. Confess to God and by the power of Christ Jesus to forgive you. And yes, only He can forgive you because only He has the power to do that. That is why He went to the cross, to show us how much He loves us. That He chose to go to Calvary to go through suffering, misery, and death by a cross to display that He cares for us. He chose to do this. No one made Him. He didn't have to. So how should we respond? By living for money or my feelings or happiness? God did not despair His own Son to show how much He loves for us. And in response, I give all that I have and all that I am to glorify Him for saving me from death and being separated from Him forever. So now you know a little bit more about religion versus relationship.